0: Your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 25 minutes after the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show. And I'm not sure I believe the weather widget. It's now telling me that temperatures are rapidly climbing here. We went from the upper 40s to now the almost upper 50s. I don't know. Something's fishy out there. But maybe our next guest who wandered in just a few minutes ago will be able to tell us what the weather's really doing. His name is Albert MacArthur, and he's running for state representative in Manchester's Ward 8. Of course, the uh, vacancy created by the death of former state rep Steve Valancourt left a uh, necessitated an election. And uh, Albert MacArthur is with us. He's a Republican running for that seat. Uh, We have absolutely no clue clue who this fellow is, so we're excited to bring him on the air and learn a little bit. uh, Al, uh, good morning, and uh, welcome to the Drought at Large Radio Show.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. So I'm probably going to make a mic adjustment after I get you talking, so just keep talking. Uh, (laughs) Al, why don't you uh, take a moment uh, and uh, introduce yourself personally and professionally, let the audience kind of know who you are, uh, what your background is, and then we'll get on to why you want to be a state rep.
1: Well, to start off, my name is Albert MacArthur Jr. My friends call me Al. Uh I've been a Manchester resident since 1970. Uh that was when my parents came back after my father's service in the Air Force. They were both from this area, so we kind of tagged along with them.
0: Did your father uh, uh uh was he overseas in Vietnam?
1: No, he uh he was fortunately, he stayed stateside. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, he was one of the men that worked on the Titan II missile sites in Arizona. Ooh, <laughs> and I guess his commanding officer told him, "He says you will not be going to Vietnam unless they put Titan II missile sites out there." So there you
0: go. Well, so and, and those are nuclear missiles, correct? correct? Right. So he had a very important job.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs>
0: Most people don't know that the Air Force is responsible for our nuclear arsenal.
1: And there's a lot of uh, a lot of different sites across the country. Yeah. that, You know, now it's you know. The Titan 2s have since been retired, but there's a whole new generation out there.
0: Sure. All right. So, uh,. You, you uh, uh, came here in 1970. Yep. What do you do? Uh, what's, are you retired? Uh, what's your profession?
1: I'm 50 years old and I'm not retired yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I'll, I'll be 48 at the end of the month. And I can tell you, I, I'd be all right with being retired at 50.
1: <laughs> Sometimes, some days are better than others.
0: <laughs> it's been a long 48 years. So, anyway, what do you do, Art? I, Uh-oh. I, I keep calling you MacArthur. I get the MacArthur in my head. What do you it, do, Al?
1: It's very common. Huh? Uh, I've been a uh, professional tractor trailer driver for going on 24 years now now
0: oh so now do uh, you do you do like cross-country halls i or? used to yeah
1: uh not anymore i, I can't stand sleeping in a truck <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're uh,
0: you're now do you do you uh are you an independent do you contract no, with companies i, I work for
1: a local company here in manchester okay. called eagle warehousing and eagle express they're off of uh, east yeah. industrial drive I've Seen the trucks it's a small company uh my boss is uh he's a really good guy if you're listening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's, he's willing to make the time available for you to serve in Concord.
1: That is correct. All right.
0: Now, do you do like uh, night runs? Do you do day runs? Do my, you...
1: my job is primarily in the daytime now. Um, are you I still to,
0: driving? Or you I'm, doing...
1: I'm driving, and I'm doing a combination of that and warehouse work, which is okay. a nice change of pace.
0: Uh huh. So why does um, Al MacArthur, the tractor-trailer driver, want to be a state representative?
1: Because I'm getting kind of tired of the way things are up in Concord. Uh, I have a very no-nonsense way of approaching things. Okay. The way the government is run, as far as how the, us little people are being dealt with, has got to stop. The The taxes, are keep going; they keep going up and up. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a couple the other day when I was going door to door. And they says, I'm on a fixed income. All the taxes keep going up around me. I have no adjustment in my cost of living, and mm-hmm. if I do, it's eaten up by something else. Mm-hmm. When's it going to end? And I really didn't have an answer for him, except that you know, like my parents are retired as well; mm-hmm. they're in the same position. If we can get a little bit of restraint on the fiscal end of things up in Concord, it's going to make lives easier for everybody around, reducing the size of government allows more freedom for the individual there are too many people up in concord that want to run this as the government knows all is all and the be all end all and it's not and maybe it's naive of me to think this maybe i can go up there and make a difference my voice will be heard if i am elected up there i can guarantee you that
0: now, uh, is it safe to say that you're a newcomer? I mean, have you ever... I have never run for office. Have you ever volunteered or been part of a campaign, worked for the party, or done anything? Never. So you are putting the citizen back into New Hampshire's citizen legislature. That's your goal.
1: If I'm lucky enough to get elected, yeah, that's what I would like to do.
0: So let me let me ask you this because, and this might sound like a stupid question, but I've been doing this political thing now for more than a quarter of a century, and I think from time to time those of us who... Um, uh, are often accused of being professional politicians. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we kind of lose touch with what it's like for the uh the the normal everyday guy like you who wants to run for office, to run for office. So what what how do you who's never run for office before um go about doing that?
1: I was able to get hooked up with some uh some really passionate people that have helped candidates in the past. Okay. And that's kind of how I got brought into this because the candidate that they were going to work with decided not to do it at the last minute. Okay. And I actually – I filed on the Friday before the 4th of July weekend, yeah, which was the cutoff date, yeah. at around 2 in the afternoon. So okay. I was actually a last-minute candidate.
0: Now, but, And you just decided to file on your own?
1: I was – kind of prompted how to do it, because mm-hmm. uh, I had no ambition, because I had completely forgotten about the passing of Steve Valancourt. Right. And uh, an extra uh, um, a special election really wasn't on my radar. Right. But they they wanted me to to do it because they really had, they, the person that they wanted to have do it just kind of abandoned them. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, these people have gotten behind me and they've really, uh, they've really helped me connect with the people. Um, so you're going door
0: to door. Going to door to door,
1: putting signs out, just just trying to trying to meet the, the people in my ward. Mm-hmm. But these people are doing they're doing phone calls. They're doing door to door stuff as well. Um, I've got a great support group behind me. And that's the only reason I'm able to do this, because as a single, as an individual, there's no way I could do this on my own. Mm-hmm.
0: So you've, you've obviously touched uh, a little bit on sort of the size and scope of government. It seems that uh, 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 spending and taxes are a, a, a big motivator for you. Are there any other issues that you have particular um, interest in that if you're elected, you would like to work on?
1: Well, as a a firearms instructor, I'm certified through the NRA, the uh, SAFTD, Mm -hmm. uh, USCCA. I'm also a uh, saber pepper spray instructor. Self-defense is a big issue for me. And any any gun issues that come up in Concord, you know, after the passing of the uh, constitutional carry law, Mm -hmm. anything new that's coming down the line is going to be nothing but restrictive to the law-abiding gun owners of our state. And that's something I'm very passionate about, and that's something I will fight against. So you're
0: Second Amendment advocate? Yes, sir. Okay. So um, uh, the, uh, what, 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 what is something that you want people to know about guns?
1: Guns are not the enemy. Guns don't kill people. I know it's, it's cliche to say it, but here's, here's a fact. A gun is nothing more than a tool.
0: You mean SUVs don't run people over all it, by themselves?
1: Imagine that. <laughs> but a gun has does not have the ability to pull its own trigger. Right. You can take a hammer, you can take a board, you can take a baseball bat and mm-hmm. you can use that to hurt another human being. Assault is an action. It's not a label that you should put on, like an assault weapon. Right. You can make anything a we Anything can be a weapon, and you can assault people with it. So I
0: could beat you with this microphone if I wanted to.
1: You could try," <laughs>
0: said the guy who's probably got a can of pepper spray and a spray and a .38 in his pocket. Right. <laughs> you can try. <laughs> it's possible.
1: <laughs> to 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 quote a uh, one of my first instructors, he says, uh, "If I'm wearing pants, it's a good bet that I'm carrying a gun." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but gun, guns are nothing more than a tool. It's the action of the individual uh-huh. in possession of that tool.
0: And and it's those people who need to be dealt with, not the tools Absolutely, The so,
1: law-abiding gun owner is not the one you need to fear.
0: Uh, the opioid crisis is on everybody's mind. Um, what is the state government doing that you think it should be doing? What isn't it doing that you think it should be doing? What or what's understand. it doing you think it shouldn't be doing?
1: Granted Hammer is the big buzzword Mm -hmm. uh, project that we have here in in Manchester. I I just – the drug – the overdoses are just coming fast and furious. Right. I don't understand – I'm not a really big on this topic, but I don't understand the amount of money that's being spent on this stuff. Why are we still having people overdose on a daily basis here? Where's this stuff coming from, and why hasn't the supply been cut off? I mean, I don't know the answer to that question, but—
0: So the, the interdiction effort, why is it getting to the streets? How is it getting concern?
1: to us? Right. You know, and, and these people that are getting to us, they need to be dealt with, too, because they're the ones that are murdering our citizens with this stuff. You know, Narcan, yeah, yeah, it's great, but how many people are dying from this still? Even with this wonder drug that we have out here, you know, we got to stop the flow of it coming into our cities. And I'm not sure what the answer is to that. Gotcha.
0: Now we we have a few pet peeve issues here on the Dry at Large Radio Show. We we kind of think that in order to um, vote in the state of New Hampshire, you should actually uh, be domiciled here. Your legal residence should be in the how state dare of New us? Hampshire. And uh, we think you should have to show positive, have to show, required, mandatory, you have to show a photo ID that says you are who you are, and you have to show some sort of identification that says you live where you live, uh, should be on your license, should be on a utility bill, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Where stand you on the question of uh, positive identification of, of person and address to vote?
1: It, it absolutely, you should have to do that. Every The last few elections that I voted in, the first words out of the uh, person's mouth before my name came up, uh, or actually they asked me for my last name, and the mm-hmm. next thing out of their mouth was identification. Right,
0: which you know you, under state law, can refuse to give and just sign a piece of paper.
1: But why? <laughs> I, I, want, I want my vote to count. I don't want my vote being... Uh, taken as well, wiped
0: out by somebody who doesn't belong here
1: and, and we've already had an issue that's come up this last week where um voter fraud is being suspected now mm-hmm. and if you have an identification, why not show it mm-hmm. i mean i'm i just i want your vote to count and i don't want I don't want to win by having people vote that shouldn't mm mm-hmm. And I don't want an opponent of mine to win, getting votes that they shouldn't get. So, an identification is perfectly, you know, understandable.
0: Gotcha. Uh, the right to know law is a big deal here uh, on the Gerard Large Radio Show. We routinely find ourselves battling with government entities that don't want to cough up the information that we believe they're legally responsible to. But we have a notoriously weak law here that requires citizen enforcement through going to the superior court and all uh, to force uh, to force them to cough it up and all that that entails. Um, Are are you an open government advocate? Do you think it should be a relatively simple uh, and easy thing for citizens to access information from their government? Or should we have to go to superior court and file lawsuits
1: if it's? Public knowledge, if this is information that everybody should have, then why do we need to jump through all these hoops to get to it?
0: Because if people find out, they'll be really mad at what the elected officials and the the people that they're supposed to oversee are doing on their taxpayer time with their taxpayer money.
1: Tough. (laughs) It's about time government be held accountable for what they're doing.
0: So, uh, Al, the primary uh, for your seat, the seat that you're running for, which is state representative in Ward 8 to fill the vacancy created by the death of Steve Valancourt, is a week from tomorrow. Correct. So um, there isn't much time left, but if people want to learn more about you, your candidacy, your campaign, if they want to get involved, put up a sign, hold a sign, volunteer to help you get the word out, Uh, do you have a website, Facebook page where people can go?
1: I have a Facebook page. It's at... Uh Al MacArthur uh, candidate Al MacArthur Jr.
0: Candidate Al MacArthur Jr. Correct. Gotcha.
1: And that's that's the one I can update uh on a regular basis. So. All right.
0: So Al, is there any other way that you want people to get a hold of you if uh if they're so inclined?
1: Uh I w- I will have a uh, excuse me. I'll have a an email address that I'll put up on that page. Okay. I have it, I just don't remember this. One spelling that I'm not correct on. I don't want to give anybody the wrong email address.
0: All right. So candidate Al MacArthur. Junior. Al MacArthur, Jr. Got it. All right. We just found the Facebook page. We just liked the Facebook page. Nice. (laughs) And um, we are going to uh, share that to the Gerardt Large Facebook page so that people – can, can uh, get more information on you. All right, Al, we appreciate your spending time with us here this morning on the Drought at Large radio show, and we wish you well.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and it's been a pleasure being here.
0: Well, thank you. We're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. Quick one, Josh. Uh, Ava Castillo is up next.